Welcome everyone to Business Growth on Purpose. My name is Jose Palomino. I'm CEO of Value Prop Interactive. And it is my great pleasure every week to be interviewing experts from around the world, owners of other B2B businesses, and sometimes just sharing some of my personal insights from decades of helping businesses grow on purpose. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. This is Jose Palomino, founder of Value Prop and your host on Business Growth on Purpose. And today's guest is a special guest who's carved out some time from his busy schedule to be part of our show, Marcus Sheridan, the author of They Ask, You Answer, and really a, a, a leader in how modern selling has to adapt to the changes that are in the marketplace right now, how buyers are in control and simple things you can do to respond to that. You're not gonna change it, so the question is, how do you navigate it? How do you manage it? So listen closely as Marcus joins our show right now. Welcome, Marcus, to Business Growth on Purpose. I'll say it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We're gonna have a good, good chat, as always. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, you were a, an early guest in the early days of our show, uh, way back in 21, so just we're very excited to have you back on the show. And Marcus, just for those who may not know you, although I don't assume there's that many people on the uh, listening who wouldn't know you, but just a little context, what you do and who you do it for. Well, I wrote a book called They Ask You Answer, and a lot of people know me for that uh, because um, arguably it's, it's the only book that gives you a definitive framework for your content marketing success. Um, now, there's half of it or about 60% of it is on marketing. And the other 40% is on, on sales. And uh, so if you say to me, what do you do, Marcus? I teach companies how to become the most trusted voice in their space, uh, individually and collectively. And so sometimes that's called marketing. Sometimes that's called sales. And sometimes it's, it's the way that leaders lead and the way they communicate. I speak full time and uh, it uh, brings me a lot of joy. I have an agency. It's called Impact. What we do is we guide companies on their They Ask You Answer journey because the okay. book is, has um, a lot of practitioners out there and it continues to grow in momentum. And uh, that's because it works and everybody should be doing it. And so um, that's what my agency does. And I still have my original swimming pool company called River Pools in Virginia. So that's... Uh, wow. That's the, that's the story. <laughs> so from pools to leadership development, I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Very, very good. So no, you, you know, they ask you answer. I know. And we've actually had uh, some other folks from impact on this show as well. So I think it's a very important topic because this whole issue in, in the way you, you, you framed it, I think is especially uh, salient, especially in B2B and especially in smaller company B2B, which tends to be who we focus on. Um, marketing sales is a natural blend those things blur in other words yes. the salesperson is your marketer and marketing has to be doing sales i mean the two things have to come together so this very large corporate siloing doesn't take place in companies below 30 40 million dollars in revenues i mean just there's like we're all on hands and we're, we're and and we're not a household brand so we have to communicate so you talk a lot about becoming the trusted resource or the trusted uh, provider in a category through this process. So I just want to center a little bit on 
trust, the need for building trust today. And maybe, you know, broad context, we're kind of like in a, this post-COVID reality now. Things have changed. And what have you seen change as it relates to how people, how important is trust to build, to, to make business happen? And how are people building it? Well, trust is the one commonality that we all have as businesses. It's never going away. It's always going to be the battle that we are in. And so I'm constantly thinking about today, whether it's for pools or whether it's for speaking, whatever, how can you become the most trusted voice in your space? That's, that's what I'm thinking about all the time. The companies that are, are thinking about that as well, they are adjusting better to the changes in the marketplace. And what are the changes? Well, in order to trust you today, the buyer expects more on the front end. That's really, they, and that, that, that bar keeps rising. So they want to have more information. They want their questions, worries, fears, concerns addressed while they're vetting your website before they've ever met you. They want to be able to do more things on your website than they could before. Like maybe things like pricing calculators would sound so foreign to B2B businesses, especially mm-hmm. services, uh, maybe self-service tools. Um, 33% of all buyers today say they would prefer to have a seller-free sales experience. That was a B2B study right, by Gartner. And so you, you can either sit there and complain about that, or you can say, okay. There's I'm, a little bit of an ouch to that though. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you can complain or you can say, okay, our buyers don't really want to talk to our sales team until they feel like they're good and ready, which by the way, that's everybody that's listening to this. Mm-hmm. If you just look at your own behavior, I mean, we hear stats and we're like, oh, I don't like that stat. Yeah, but you're responsible for the stat. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for the trend. So it's on you. It's on me. It's on all of us, right? We just don't like it when it hits our business. Or you can switch it around and say, well, this is actually a really, really good thing. We can give more on the front end than everybody else. We can earn more trust. You know, like I, I manufacture, uh, Riverpools manufactures fiberglass swimming pools. And um, we were the first manufacturer of pools in the world that put a pricing calculator on our website. Now, we're a manufacturer. We don't set the end price. That's what the the installer does. Right. But can we have a pricing calculator? Sure. Can we give exact prices? No. Can we give a range? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, There we have a win. You see? And that's how you have to adjust. And that's what is that's what's evolving every single day. And so it's 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 really not a sales process anymore. It's a buyer's journey, right? It's a buying process. And if you completely align with what the buyer wants, you have a chance to be really, really successful. But if you keep fighting against it, there's a very good chance you're going to be left behind. That's just truth. That's just reality. I always say that if you want to become the voice of trust, Jose, you got to be willing to do three things. Number one, you got to be willing to talk about what others in your space are not willing to talk about. Number mm-hmm. two, you got to be willing to show, especially through video, what others in your space aren't willing to show. And number three, you got to be willing to sell what others in your space are not willing to sell. That's really it. Um, and when I say sell, you got to do it in a way. You got to sell differently. That's what I mean by okay. that. Show. So in other words, we've got tell, show, and sell. Those three things. That's where innovation and trust start in 2023. And if you do an audit on that consistently and you ask yourself, okay, what are we saying, telling on our website that nobody else is really talking about, at least the majority of our industry? 
That's a very telling thing. What are we showing through video especially that nobody else is showing? That's very powerful. How are we selling in a way that nobody else is selling? And speaking of COVID, if you're still selling, if, like your sales process ex is exactly as it was before COVID today, I'm telling you, you are antiquated. You are not evolving. You are not changing with the marketplace. Wow. Well, so I, I really want to get into this a little bit from the point of view of doing something differently, right? Uh, which I love the idea of it. And also, I think just the history of businesses, you you know, if there's an evolution taking place in a market, unless, well, even if you're the big player, you're the equivalent of an apple in your industry or something, you really can't fight that. It's like fighting the tides, like spitting at the wind to stop it from right. blowing, right? It, it's happening. So now how are you going to navigate that? becomes the issue. So I hear that loud, loud and uh, loud and clear. So, so Marcus, on the showing part, especially I'm thinking of services businesses or businesses that think they have uh, specialized knowledge, secret sauce, right? They're thinking right now, they're listening. They might be thinking like, well, gee, we can't tell everybody exactly how we do what we do because then they won't need us. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's, I can't that's, imagine that's, you haven't heard that. That's wrong. <laughs> that's 1000%. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. Let me give you a couple examples. Go back to pools. Again, we're a manufacturer. So nobody say, yeah, you're B2C. No, we're a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So don't even try that. We were the first manufacturer that produced an entire series of videos showing exactly how we manufacture our pools. Most manufacturers refuse to show anything because they literally think it's secret sauce. Mm -hmm. How dumb is that? And it's like they're all pretty much doing it roughly similar. Okay. And so we said, we're going to show them exactly how we make it. We had a series of seven videos. It was 80 minutes of total content. And we have a lot of customers that have watched the entire thing. We've had dealers tell us around the country is like, yeah, this person approached me. They said they only want a river pool because that's the only company that's willing to show how exactly they make their pools, mm. right? Now, when you when it comes to services, services service-based businesses oftentimes say, well, we've got a special process. Right, right, of course. Okay, <laughs> so you have a choice. You can either really show that process and bring value to it or you can devalue it by just saying it. Let me give an example. Let's say you were an accounting firm and you mostly work with other businesses. You can sit there and say, hey, we've got a great team of people that helps you. Or you can literally like say, all right, if you work with us, let me show you the team of accountants that are working for you. And let me show you what their specialties are and how they do what they do. Hey, I mean, that's an example mm -hmm. of like, oh, wow, I didn't realize so much went into that. You gotcha. see what I'm saying? I mean, that's, 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 that changes the game. And, and uh, you know, just to give you a, just a different example, there was a, I remember there's a, a, a boating manufacturer one time that I was sitting there thinking, man, they are so, why are they, they make the most expensive boats. It doesn't make sense to me. And I'm a boating guy. Until I saw a full video that showed how many actual people, hands, touch a boat in order to bring it to life. 
And it was like a hundred and some employees had to touch it to bring it to life. And they talked about the total hours that went into that particular boat. And now all of a sudden my perspective of the value had changed. And so a lot of B2B companies, service-based businesses, they don't do this for a few different reasons. They suffer from the curse of knowledge. They think what they do is is normal or boring or not interesting or or not novel, none of which is true, because the the moment somebody starts to spend money on something, it becomes much more interesting to them. Sure. And you just assume that people know what you know. They don't. Assume they understand it like you do. They do not. So it's just one of those things where you have this simple choice to make. And um, I, I think there's a there's such a cancer amongst B2B companies that constantly think they're special, they're different, they're unique. Uh, they're not. There's nothing special about them whatsoever. This is just somebody that owns an agency with about 70 employees. We're not special. Um, we're not. We're just like you. Uh, we're just like the pool company. We're all pretty much in the same business. We're in the business of trust. That's how it works. When you boil things down in their most simplest form, you actually become so much more effective as a whole, as a business, as a communicator, as a marketer, as a salesperson. It's all the same jam, Jose, right? And so we boil it down and now we're understood. But but that simplicity, that that we're not that special, let's just say that that stance. And here's why, because we can show you everything we do and this is who's doing it and so on. That in itself becomes unique. It's the transparency that becomes unique in most categories. Because most, uh, to your point, most companies just aren't that transparent. And they don't know that. And I, and I like the, 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 the further clarification you added, Marcus. It's not simply they're not transparent because they're trying to keep it close to the vest. Is they may not even see, well, people aren't interested in how we actually, yeah. how, we, how we polish the metal cylinder. Who cares? Yeah. But actually, right. it's interesting. You know, you see these... Uh, Things like on PBS, how it's made, you know, how tuna is put in the can. It's fascinating. 100%. And, and that's the type of thing that gets you a million views on TikTok tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and you could be that's why it's like B2B companies could be killing it on, you know, uh, with video today, with short form video, vertical video, things like that. But they just devalue their processes. They devalue their services in the eyes of the viewer. And what a shame that is. Wow. Wow. Well, the other thing you, you talked about is how people sell. And, and you reflected certainly the Gartner studies, a uh, corporate executive board did similar things around the buyer is now in charge, yeah. bottom line. And they want, what is it? They're 80% through their process before they actually reach out to vendors in the category. And they decided who's on their short list. So on the sales side, you know, the language of sales management is often like, we have to change the engagement. We have to we have to get in front of this process. We have to be much earlier in the process. Those are all very aspirational thoughts. But I think your meta observation is, yeah, but buyers aren't having any of that. I mean, they're, they're doing what they're doing because it works for them. So resistance is futile, right? Like just fighting that doesn't seem like a very smart thing. So how does selling change? How must it change as we go into the, you know, the, the latter part of, of this decade, for example? How must it change fundamentally from what people thought was good selling even five, 10 years ago? So there's some things that have not changed at all and are more important than ever. And then there's other elements that have changed a lot. 
So let me let me give an example of of uh, some of the things that haven't changed at all. And and these are just issues that I'm consistently seeing with with sales teams. So what hasn't changed is this fundamental need that when you actually start talking with the prospect, that you ask better questions, leading to deeper discovery than anyone else in your space as a sales professional. Um, that is a lost art. You know, most sales teams today, Jose, don't even do role play training within the company. Mm-hmm. So when they're practicing, who are they practicing on? They're practicing on potential customers. How dumb is that? So the mindset should always be, we don't practice on our customers. We practice on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have a culture of feedback. We do role plays. We constantly, you know, look at different scenarios and we're, we, we, we make them difficult in this way. When we actually talk with prospects in real life, it gets easier. Sure. You talk to uh, at least nine out of 10 sales teams today in the B2B space, let's say they're not doing role play training. They have no idea. You talk to nine out of 10 managers in the B2B space and you say to them, have you ever had any specific training on how to give an effective one-on-one to your team? They'll say, huh, come to think of it. No, that's appalling. That's appalling. But that's the state of the market. So those things need to, they need to return to the basics. Now, what's got to advance dramatically? What's got to advance dramatically is the fact that you let go of this, I'm going to hold all these things back until I'm talking with the buyer. That's dumb. It's just, it just pisses them off. It's just annoying, right? And so this is why something as simple as a pricing calculator, which sounds so foreign to so many B2Bs, something you should be considering. Again, you don't have to give an exact price, but you should give them a range. That's a great lead capture tool also, by the way, right? Mm. Um, Another example is a self-service tool where they can um, self-select maybe what is the best option or best accessory for them. So let me give an example. As a pool guy, somebody's interested in an in-ground swimming pool, they might say, well, I'm debating between a concrete pool and a fiberglass pool. Well, there's a tool on my website that allows them to answer a series of questions, which in turn tells them based on their answers, if they should go concrete or fiberglass. Mm. Now, we literally constantly recommend to people all day long, you shouldn't buy our product on our website. That's amazing. Nobody does that. Now, why don't they do that? They're like, well, I mean, I just really want to have the conversation. We get way more conversations because we're willing to hold virtual, those digital conversations. And to me, it's a conversation. If they're filling out some type of assessment through our site and they're learning from us, to me, that's a digital conversation. They didn't, they didn't necessarily talk to us per se, but it's a conversation that they had. The trust was starting to be built. They got something from us that they wouldn't have gotten from anybody else. It's a really big win. It's a cash cow, that tool is. I mean, it's an absolute cash cow. Uh, most companies don't do that. And uh, what a shame that is because it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity. Used to be that people would have to ask the salesperson, hey, you know, I'm looking at concrete and fiberglass. Can you tell me the difference? It didn't make sense to me that the only way they could get the answer or the recommendation was to talk to a salesperson. And so, and, and at that point, they always feel too that, well, you saw fiberglass, so obviously, you know, to the what to the hammer all the world's a nail, right? Like that, that's what yeah. they're gonna, that's what and they believe. And, and, we're the antithesis of that. I mean, I don't want people to engage us if they're sitting there saying, I want a 70 foot long swimming pool. Guess what? You ain't going to get that with fiberglass. <laughs> so we all saved each other a whole bunch of time. Isn't right. that great? Right. 
Right. You're not going to change that. That thought is a is a That's, is a fundamental yeah, thought. I'm right? fixing that. Right. Right. The person wants a sports car. You're not selling them a, a minivan. That's correct. Uh, uh, it's just re- rather know that up front and not waste each other's time. I love fact, that. You're probably doing them a disservice to to punch that you know square peg in a round hole. Right. I love that. And I love that, that what that does is for those people who are leaning towards or would be a good candidate using your example of fiberglass, you've built a lot of trust and credibility already. So they say, okay, these people were willing to lose me as a prospect on the, on the front door. So I know they're going to tell me the truth. I mean, it becomes like, that's, that's the, you've established that you are a truth teller, which is of course the best way to establish uh, trust. So, Marcus, as we look out, and this would be just my final question for this this session. And thank you so much for you know really shining some bright lights and some very important things. Uh, if somebody here was a small B two B company, one or two or three salespeople, what's one thing they should immediately put in place or think about doing? One action that could be transformative. Not everything they could do, but one thing they must do today. They should be doing role play training every single week with their team. Leadership in conjunction with sales. Role play training every single week. Number two, call recordings. Record every one of your sales calls. Okay. And review every single one. Now, the manager should do the review and then bring that to the to the um to the rep. But the point is most aren't taking advantage of those. And it's amazing, uh, you know, how much food you find in your teeth when you start doing sales call recordings. <laughs> so make sure you're doing those two things. It's a game changer. You know, my company does uh, sales training. This is what we focus on. You know, what you don't need is a new CRM. You don't right. need some new fancy tool. What Correct. you need to do is you need to get better at communicating. And the way you do that is by observation and reps. Okay. Fantastic. Marcus, uh, if somebody listening to this want, and I'm sure they'll want to know more about what you do and how you do it and how you help people, where should they go? Well, uh, you should connect with me on LinkedIn foremost, uh, because I've got great content there and, uh, that's my mainstay. Make sure you visit my agency site, impactplusplus.com. Okay. And you can also find my speaking site, marcusheridan.com. Marcus Sheridan, thank you for stopping by Business Growth on Purpose. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.